Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Where are we, Inch? We are in Shasta Lake, California. We're at the end of our five-week RV trip. It ended, it was going to be a four week but we're yeah. having so much fun ended up being five also the route we took kind of made it that way but wow. and and we had a couple uh, hang-ups with the rv along the way we did kind of held some... us back three days here and hey, an extra day there you know that's gonna happen it happens god so. is so good next week we're going to talk about stories from the road mm-hmm. and some incredible mm-hmm. things that god is doing and did um but right now we have a quick episode while we're still on the rv mm-hmm. trip a personal note of some realizations or reminders that They're are really, really reminders, the really reminders yeah. that we want to share with you. This is raw and real, and uh, we were so excited to share with you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to title this podcast, We're Not Perfect Parents, because... A personal note from the road. Right. Because whenever you, you know, I think on a daily basis as a mom, I, I'm very aware of my imperfections and my failings, right? Yeah. And I think that, I, I think that if dads really thought about it they would admit the same thing too but a lot of times guys are out working they're not necessarily around the kids during well the day there's and way more opportunities for moms to make mistakes just because of the massive increase in time they have with their kids in most cases mm-hmm. and i i think that there's this um element of just being we're our own worst critic I know that that's true of myself. I would say that for the the friends that I have in my life that are super transparent, I know them to be very similar in that way too, where we are all aware of the mistakes that we make. Praise God, right? Because keeps us humble and it's why we need Jesus. That's why we are Christians is not by thinking that we have it all together. It's because we're not perfect is why we need Christ, why we need a savior. So one of the things that we're reminded of is that on this trip, because when you can find 10 people into a small, maybe 600 square feet uh, living quarters. And and, and make one of them be about 20 months old. And and you're together, (laughs) you know, from 20 months all the way almost to 20, Kelsey's almost 20. um, You learn a lot about Mm -hmm. each other and you realize things Mm -hmm. you take for granted about each other you realize where selfishness pops up in yourself and in others. There are challenges that occur that can provoke um, bad attitudes, grumpiness, maybe looking at things as half glass full versus, uh, or half glass empty versus half glass full, maybe being the negative person, whatever it is, right? So this has been a refining experience Mm -hmm. and we're taking away, we've really are growing as parents because Mm -hmm. we're realizing, again, reminded, of areas we need to grow. And this includes me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just kick it off. I mean, I had this great plan. I was gonna read my Bible every day with the kids and mm-hmm. get, you know, start the day right. I thought it'd be even easier, we're all together. Yeah. And um, right at the beginning of the trip, my Bible got so- soaking wet. Uh, 
water spilled all over. And it. he couldn't even like open the. Peaches. That's not an excuse, right? I should have yeah. totally still done it, but it was it was sparse compared to what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I regret that. And you can see how that influences things, mm-hmm. not not for the good. So. Uh, did we have a lot of spiritual moments and a lot mm-hmm. of God working? Absolutely, especially in the people we met and all these things. But I will say, and in the conversations when we were driving, and I totally, yeah. you know, uh, it was. Um, anyways, I could have done better at that. Mm-hmm. And um, times of just feeling selfish inside, and like, wow, do I really want to keep serving in this way, or to set this up again, or you know, how many times did I do the sewer thing on the RV? Well, we didn't stay in one place longer than three nights. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's all kinds of work, right? for five weeks. So, so you can start to, you can, you can have moments of grumbling and then you have to replace mm-hmm. that. You know, this morning we were reading, you have to put on these humility. You have to put on. Mm-hmm. And when you put something on, it means it's off. So we can be Christians and need to keep putting back on these things right yeah it's so important and you know as we've been on this rv trip with the kids we've just realized more than ever that um what it's like to be living in close quarters with imperfect people um by no means do we try to express or show that our kids are perfect in any kind of way because they're definitely not um not any more than we are right yeah um and so you stick a bunch of imperfect people who get hot, exhausted, tired, hungry, hangry, all the things, right? And like Isaac said, 10 people in about 600 square feet and even smaller, like when we're driving and we were, the slides we were are, in the yeah. excursion and we're driving around and we're squished 10 people in a vehicle. Um, and that was, it was hot. It was like in the high nineties, right? And people are hungry or car sick or, um, the baby screaming and the whole car is just like, Oh, can you stop screaming? You know, we've had all of those moments. And so we thought that it would be really encouraging for you guys to hear the raw and the real of what we are experiencing. Yeah. Um, and what we experience all the time is just at the forefront of our minds because we haven't talked about this in a while. Um, we have done podcasts in the past where we've shared our biggest parenting mistakes. Yeah. I think that was in season that one yeah. was season one, right? Um, and we've talked about our trials and parenting through life trials and transitions, life struggles, um, loss, all yeah. kinds of things. But you guys, this is this is the deal. Whenever on social media, it's easy to put people on a pedestal. And the reality is, is nobody deserves a pedestal but Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody except the Lord. And so we need to, we want to make sure that you guys are encouraged and recognizing that we're in the trenches with you. We're yeah. in this with you. Yeah, we've been parenting 20 years and maybe you've been parenting two or five or seven um, but we still have an almost two-year-old and a four-year-old. So we're right there, still learning, still being challenged. And guess what? All eight of our kids are different. Yeah. So we are still learning about how, yeah, there there is technically eight different types of people. There's probably 20 different, no, you know, hundreds of different types of people. It's not like there's these four types yeah. and everybody fits in into fact, one In fact, our youngest so. is very different than all of the rest of the kids oh, we yeah. had. And on this trip, we have realized some areas that we need to work on right and so there have been he moments i'm gonna tell you something more than really normal. this is really personal right now we've had moments in our marriage on this trip mm-hmm. where we look at each other and go i go angie what do you think and you go 
I don't, don't know, know what to do. What, what, do, you to think? Do. what do you think we should do? <laughs> and like, so I, that maybe that's encouraging to you because sometimes we're very certain and we're giving direction. And yeah. the biblical direction and the experience is true. Mm-hmm. But remember, you are the parent and you have to decipher what's going to be best in the situation with your unique kid. Right. That's and, super and, important. And it's true. Like we... Eli's just at that age where he's now more personality is starting to come out yeah. and his will, he's very assertive. he is very much a leader. And when he wants Which something like that done, That's he is not backing down. down right. Yeah. And so if he's not getting his way, everybody's going to hear about it until he gets his way is kind of his attitude. And so he kind we, of follows maybe a cycles happen. He follows a little bit after our first. Well, we thought that was, well, we thought that with multiple kids, but I, I think he is kind of his own person. He's got yeah, he that, is. he's got that lovey happiness and cuddle loves kisses. Like me, you know, it takes him a little longer to forgive or, or to, or to yeah. apologize. I mean, it takes him sometimes, a little longer to apologize. Sometimes he's quick. Sometimes he's not. It's just, honestly, it depends on his mood and he's in charge of that. And Boy, so, does he have some lungs. We're really wow. keen on how loud he can but be. But he loves music, so maybe he'll be a worship leader. Yeah, awesome. I don't know. <laughs> we're, not, we're not complaining at all. We're just no. relating. We're trying to navigate. He's amazing. God made him unique in the totally. way he is. And I can see through the challenging moments of where that strength is going to be used for so much good. I encourage you in those tough moments with your mm-hmm. kids to look at the positive to of remember. that yeah. part of their personality and how as they mature and you help refine mm-hmm. them, and using that for good, it's going to yeah. be so powerful. And that can be encouraging having that mm-hmm. vision for your kid in those challenging moments when you're kind of puzzled. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying this and it doesn't. And that's not working. Yeah. Now, what do we try? And and I will say, you guys, this is the thing. There are different parenting philosophies and, and different teachings on different things. And one thing that we know that is truth biblically is that we don't want to break the spirit that's in our child we don't want to warp him if you will to be more uh to our will of what we what we might think he should be like right and i think sometimes parents do that by being too harsh over and over and over again and so i just i'm just saying that out loud because if you have a challenging child if you have someone that you're you're going wow okay we hit this new milestone and i feel like they're a different kid now and where did this come from and you're kind of throwing your hands up in the air going i haven't seen this before and now what right and you try this form and you try that and you you're trying all these different things and you're being kind and you're being merciful and you're being grace giving yeah. but the reality is is your kid has a stubborn will and he is or she is there are aspects of sin that are involved and so this is when the teaching begins and you have to be sure to be teaching um you can't just correct and and expect your kids to know what is right. We actually have to teach them first. Otherwise, it's unrealistic and unfair yeah. for us to be um, trying to, or expecting them to be I, or do something yeah. that they don't know. I just want to share kind of what I've seen you do. And I've really picked up a lot from seeing you do this uh, as young when we were young parents and oh, onward, uh-huh. which is um, I just really value how you look them in the eyes and you talk to them as if they're maybe 10 years older than they are when they're two Mm -hmm. and you expect them to understand what you're saying but in a loving way Mm -hmm. and you believe it's like a belief in them and how smart they are and and even like eli can barely say a few words right now but he knows 
everything we're saying. I mean, it really seems evident that he does. He has for a long time. I think that people yeah. underestimate how much kids know and kids know that. Yeah. Catch that. So people underestimate how much little kids know and little kids know that and yeah. then they can manipulate. And so you have to be able to, you just need to be patient and teach them how to have emotional self-control by containing, yeah. having it yourself first. You have to model it yourself. Um, and I'll tell you, there have been times where I haven't been the most emotionally self-controlled, especially on this trip when you're in massive heat and you're tired and you're not at the RV spot and your RV break, you know, like the, all the things can happen and you just are like. And the bed slanting the wrong way. And, and you wake up with Arthur, you know sciatica anyway no there's it's been a great great trip but i'm just sharing reality as yeah. life happens you guys and and we have to exercise self-control and like isaac was sharing we have to put on kindness we have to put on mercy we have to go okay i'm not gonna let this get my day you have to go okay i had that falling out with that kid today or those kids are just at each other for some reason mm -hmm. and you have to take the time you have to stop and if mm -hmm. that means that dinner is an hour later tough beans because relationships are more important yeah. um, hearts are more important yeah. and um, I, I just feel like there's this element of needing as parents to remember what's eternal and to not allow getting your checklist done or things being just right don't That's let like, those things get in the way of the relationship and we've talked about this before i love where you're going which is create don't create that religious feel in your home mm -hmm. and that is really a works-based faith mm -hmm. so you really have to question yourself you know you don't want to so, so as parents we need to think about this right now do you um do things to try and please god that's a good question to ask yourself. Now, do we want to please God? Yeah, we want to thirst after him, hunger after him, love him. But you know what? He loves you. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. And what you don't do. And what you don't do. So we have yeah. to be careful of that because that can rub off. That can, our home can be a microcosm mm -hmm. of how we view God and mm -hmm. how we view our relationship with God. And so mm -hmm. your kids need to know that you love them no matter what. Mm -hmm. There isn't more things for them to do to get more love from you. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings 
and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. It's interesting that we just had a conversation with um, some one of our older kids where we were talking specifically about this, and I just said, hey, honey, this is what it's like living with imperfect people is, guess what, both can exist. Yeah. Both, meaning conflict in a relationship can exist at the same time as those two people fully being in just being willing to love and forgive and move on both can exist at the same time and they should actually it's healthy to have to deal with conflict in a good manner and to come to resolution actually your relationships can go deeper in those kinds of ways and that's when you're challenged to grow at times right like um but what is also an important aspect and this is something that we've been teaching our kids for a long long time um is that when when you're offended i think this is an important conversation because yeah. when we've been as we've been on this rv trip there's 10 of us you guys in in close living quarters so guess what people offend people yeah whether it's hey i asked for that bathroom next no every i day. really gotta go i mean that stuff happens all the time maybe or, every hour um, maybe every hour yeah and and so it's important that your kids understand that they're they have to make a choice. There are two things you do when you're offended, right? So either you choose to overlook the offense because the Bible says in Proverbs, it's to a man's glory to overlook an offense, mm -hmm. right? So you can choose to overlook yeah. an offense. And in a Christian home, there should be a lot of that. Actually, there should be this, um, there should be this ability to go, Hey, you know what? That's not really a, a big deal. That's not a character issue. They didn't mean to do that. Or it's, this is bad timing. I'm going to have grace with them because they're sick mm -hmm. or, um, now's not a good time because that just happened or whatever it is. Like there are perfect opportunities for us to always think, okay, is this an opportunity for me to overlook an offense, to let something go, to have grace, right? Am I exasperating my child because they didn't get their naps? I mean, if you listen to the last couple episodes, yeah. there a lot of this was in there. It's like the health of your home is so important, mm -hmm. but we sometimes take action on things when we're the culprit of creating that in our kids. And, and that's a, that's a slightly different thing, but yeah, there are times where you will overlook mm -hmm. an offense from a kid because maybe you, you, you realize, Oh, we pushed them. them. We pushed them. Right. We were out too long. They right, right, right. nap, whatever. But that doesn't mean you like, depending on the age too, it's like, you still have that yeah. conversation. You still share with them. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can have self-control. You can rise above this. I'm really sorry. You can apologize. You guys can work on that together. Um, but overlooking an offense is not something that I find people talking about in regards to parenting very often. True. And I think it's an important, um, what's it? not a symptom, but it's an important key 
quality of a Christian family, a Christian home, is that there will be times that you overlook offenses and you have grace with one another and you, yeah. you don't you don't have to bring it up again, right? Yeah. Little things. Doesn't doesn't need you don't need to make a mountain out of a molehill. However, then there's the times where you go, you know what? This is starting to become a character trait. This is becoming a habit mm-hmm. that I'm seeing where maybe they're not following through with their commitments or where they're being selfish, actually, yeah. right? And so you see the same offense happening on a regular basis. And because you love them, you're going to bring it to them and go, you know what? I just want you to know, like, I love you, but this this has been an offensive thing that has happened multiple times. I'm not sure if you're really aware that it's even bothering me. Yeah. Um, or to say, hey, you you're talking to me that way, that's disrespectful. Do you realize that? Like you just rolled your eyes. I'm going to hold you accountable yeah. to that because you've done that like three or four times or whatever it is. And those are the things where if you can't overlook it, right, or God doesn't want you to overlook it because he's yeah. put you in that person's life to be a change agent in their life, which can I just say, if you're a parent, you are a change agent in your child's life and God chose you for this role. And yes, it's hard at times, but part of being a parent is admonishing your kids. Part of being a parent is having to correct them, to teach yeah, them, amen. to point out when they're in sin. And that's the not so, that's the not fun part. And yeah. I get that. There, there's words, what you say, and then there's how you say it. Right. And this has been a big thing on our trip, and it, it always has been. But when you're in small quarters together mm-hmm. for a long time, you really pick up this. Tones, like, body tones. language. And so we find ourselves mm-hmm. reflecting, reminding each other, yeah. oh, yeah, that you said the right thing, but that was a... Not said in a right Not tone. a great tone. Yeah. And we see that in our kids. And we have to maybe audit ourselves. Maybe you should audit yourself mm-hmm. and go... Am I saying the right things, but is it being done in the right tone? Because Mm -hmm. the tone matters more than the words. Words are a very small part of what people receive in communication. Mm -hmm. How it's said, the the face, the the tones, the the physiology, all of that means far more than the words you actually say. Or or at least as much. And I, I think that it's important that we recognize that God even tells us in his word that those things are important. We've shared the verse that's in Proverbs 6 that says there are uh, six, seven things that the Lord hates, right? Six that are an abomination to him. Mm. And one is haughty eyes, yeah. right? And that would be, what rolling are haughty eyes? eyes? Rolling them. Prideful eyes. Well, one way that you can have haughty eyes and be prideful is by rolling your eyes. Because what does rolling your eyes say? It says... I can't believe they think that way. I am so much smarter or what I have in my head is so much better than them. I can't believe it. That's so ridiculous. Right. And so that is a haughty eyes thing to roll yeah. your eyes. So a scowling. Yeah. Right. And so, um, God's word talks about it. He also talks about it is wicked for you to harden your face is another proverb, right? Yeah. That would be a total scowl. That would be a, a mean look on your face. And so if you've ever received those things from your children, first thing before you bring it to them is they're not going to actually listen and take that correction from you if you give those faces to them if you give those eyes to them too and I'm just sharing that with you because I have been convicted of that in my life as a mom I am very um what's the word expressive I'm very expressive in my face Mm -hmm. and and I am very serious at times and so and I get like Isaac said I do make eye contact with my kids and so sometimes I can get in their face and I can be very serious and I have to be aware that like 
when I'm serious, am I being haughty in any kind of way? Am I? And that's something that I've been reflecting the, on as what, I've been correcting my what kids. What is the, the level of power that's coming projected mm-hmm. to me that's mm-hmm. making it harder for me to receive the communication because of how mm-hmm. strong it is? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. yeah. And so these are all things that all people can be aware of and be working on. I'll just be honest. It's human behavior stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you may think, well, it's, I've always been that way. I can't change. Well, I can say this. Um, yeah, you can change because Jesus is all powerful and he wants to use you in your weakness. And if you're doing something like that, not having self-control over your own attitude or your own body language or your own tone, that's where you're weak. That actually is your weakness. And Jesus can be strong in your weakness, but you have to humbly repent of that. You have to proactively choose to put on kindness and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And it's something that like Isaac said, he read from Colossians today, right? Where, um, he, it's something you have to put on every day, yeah. every day you have to put it on. And, um, that's an encouragement to me that it's not like you ever get to a place and you can say, Oh, I'm perfect. That's never going to happen. Um, not this side of heaven. Right. Yeah. I was talking about, yeah, you become a believer and yeah, you have the Holy spirit. It doesn't mean that you're listening to the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to fully influence you and you're relying on it. If we're relying on our own strength, we're not Mm -hmm. relying on the Holy Spirit that's in us, Mm -hmm. right? And I talked to them about how, you know, the Holy Spirit, God is more powerful than all the Avengers combined. And you have the Holy Spirit in you. It's not you, but you have the Holy Spirit in you and you have access to the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't we? Well, maybe we don't believe mm. that the Holy Spirit is that powerful or is in us or that we have access to that. Or maybe we're not trying. We're not praying um, to God. We're not drawing close mm. to him in the word and these kinds of things. So it's just these are things I was talking about this morning. Um, and I thought but it's it was, also a choice to yeah. realize, like Scripture says, to walk in the spirit now that you live by the spirit walk in the spirit Amen. and so we have to choose we actually have a responsibility in that also because it's it's a daily choice to put on it's like the armor of god right Amen. stand firm therefore put on the armor of god and i i think that a lot of times we can it's easy to go through your daily week and not realize that maybe you didn't put it on in the morning right yeah. like you you have your cup of coffee, but are you putting on your armor and are you putting on kindness and are you putting on, like, are you choosing yeah. to walk in the fruit of the spirit? Are you, are you choosing Christ that day or are you choosing your own will? And that's just, you know, when you're rubbing up against people that you love, you're walking with people that you love, you're real, mm-hmm. right? And so they're going to see more of your flaws yeah. and you're aware of their flaws even more. And it's just one of those things where you have to go, you know what? Okay, is this a sin or is this just their humanity and yeah. me just being nitpicky or whatever? And that's another thing that's become aware to, of for me on, mm. the, on the RV trip is going, okay, all right. You know, they're, they're not like me and that's okay. They don't have to be like me mm-hmm. in that. And if I think they do, then that actually reveals more of a heart issue in me. Right. And it Pride. Friction. 
Yeah. And so like, yeah, they can do the dishes different. Yeah. They can cook different. They can actually like different food. They don't have to like that. Right. Whereas we've had some kids where we've said, Hey, can you go get food for the kids drive through? Right. And, and they think that it's faster if everybody just eats what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking that and going, actually, I'm going to get what people really want because I love them. And that would be a kind thing to yeah. do to be thinking of them. And so, um, there's just there's so many thoughts that we've been kind of swirling around in our minds that we just wanted to share with you guys and i hope that us kind of um just being real and raw and sharing our thoughts off the top of our heads is an encouragement to you guys um i know that one of the things that we were talking about too is just that concept of not having um not being trying to portray perfectionism yeah right so being in rv parks coming in late yeah. sometimes a kid is screaming and we're how far from the next rv next over right and i'm thinking to myself oh my goodness can they hear us we're rumbling around and we're trying to get beds because we're squeezing 10 people into this place and sometimes a, a metal bed frame will plop down on somebody's foot and they're like ow you know and then you got the baby i want a bottle you know and then um somebody needing to use the bathroom and anyway you, you just you you go you know what we are, we're human. Yeah. And, every- and praise God. We've had so many great encounters with people. We'll talk more oh, about yeah. in the next episode, but, um, absolutely. One thing we're going to do, and we're thinking about this ourselves. We always do this, by the way, even if we go on a short trip, like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, is we go, Hey, how do we want to reenter? We've been away for a little bit. Let's reflect how we want to reenter into our communities yeah. that we're part of back home. What's and- most important to us? What are some, ways that maybe our relationships are not fully um fulfilling god's purpose or plan for that relationship right and how can we encourage and stimulate growth in that area so we're excited and we have great communities back home and we're super Mm -hmm. excited to see our friends and church Mm -hmm. community and everybody and um Mm -hmm. we all really miss our life back home and we all really loved our trip yeah. It's like both. It's both. And that's that's actually one of the good things about getting away <laughs> for a little while is that you really grow in your appreciation for what you have at home. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing because yeah. when you're at home, there can be so many mundane, just regular things. And you can take people for granted and, um, you know, just all those things. And it's go, stepping away for a while and reflecting and mm-hmm. being without can be really helpful can be really uh it can grow an appreciation in you deeper in you i know it has for me yeah. um regarding friendships and community but um Wait. i think i think that too there's this element of like realizing when you're on a trip like this okay so i'm just gonna give you a in the day the of the life of a uh, mom of many in an rv right here okay so if you're the type of person that thinks oh well being a good mom, what, what would being a good mom be? Okay, so you're going to have your lawn, but maybe you're thinking about your laundry that you want to have done, that you're making homemade meals, you, maybe you're homeschooling or, or you're at least checking in with your kids and helping them with their homework. And Oh, and then you're keeping your home clean, right? Tending and then to you're tending to the kids' health and you're 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 relationally, you're just there and you're available Make, to making every Making sure they're kid having fun, being stimulated. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, we were just talking about this, like, if there was, like, a, if there was a checklist, and I was, like, laughing in the car because I'm, like, 
I can't even fathom having some kind of list and trying to check. Like I can't even, do people even do that is what I was thinking because you just can't live that way. You guys, like if you were to walk into our RV, you would find dirt and sand and places that there should not be dirt and sand. And my kids, I'm sure that there have been more times than that where they've been eating things and they didn't wash their hands and like brushing their teeth. I'm pretty sure the kids didn't brush their teeth every day while we were on the RV trip. I mean, yeah. And I'm talking about like even once a day, like at home, it's like, come on guys, you got to brush your teeth twice a day. And that doesn't even happen for everybody. I'm sure of it. And so like, you just kind of go, you have to go, you know what? I'm going to do my best. And you just give the God the rest and you don't even think about it. Like if I thought about that kind of stuff, do you know how depressed I'd be all the time? Like my RV is not perfectly clean. Like I don't even think it's been It would sacrifice the more important things, which is going and doing something fun to In a place where we've never been relational before. Things. If we had to have everything right, we wouldn't get out the door till four o'clock. In the oh, afternoon. and then we'd have Oh yeah, and then we'd only have like two hours till we had so to eat. So it's like you don't it's it's a good exercise in that too. It's like Let's let things be imperfect so we can do the things that matter. Yeah. And let's not have that checklist so we don't feel guilty about not being a great mom, not being a great dad. And and those things don't actually make and that might you be a, what's great. And that also could be a sign of uh, mm-hmm. maybe... A diff- legalism. Legalism in how you view your relationship with God, mm-hmm. how you walk with God. Yeah. And uh, God is a God of grace. Mm-hmm. Now we should thirst after him and love him so much that we want to obey him. Now, do we want it? Like the part of the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the last two episodes on the podcast were about keeping a healthy home and yeah. taking care of your family in uncertain times. And yeah. it is an important topic yeah. for sure. Um, and I'm so glad that we got to do two episodes on that. So if you want encouragement on taking care of your family more, maybe being more natural in your healthcare approach, because yeah. you're just, needing to be educated in that basic healthcare stuff. You got to go check out the last two podcasts. But at the same time, I, part of the reason why I'm bringing this up is because those things are awesome and they are our responsibility in our jurisdiction as homemakers, right? As, as, um, as, um, the mothers that are the, the nurturers in that kind of way. And, Mm -hmm. and dads can certainly help with that. I know Isaac helps with that a lot. Um, but guys, those things don't make it or break it for if you're a good mom or a good dad. And I just, that was super important for me to say, because as we've been on this RV trip, like I brought all these vitamins thinking, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure the kids take their vitamins every day. Do you know, I have pulled out that vitamin box maybe four times in the last 45 days, four times, four, that's it. Does that mean I'm a bad mom? No. Praise God, we look at us. We're all sun-kissed. If you're watching the YouTube, we got we lots of vitamin we D. We didn't get sick at all? <laughs> so far, we haven't gotten sick. Praise the Lord. And I I just have to say, like, you know what? Those You, you, can't, you can't let not meeting one of your expectations affect your identity or your happiness or your feeling of I'm a good mom or I'm not a good mom. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I see it all over social media, Mm -hmm. mom failure here, or, um, what is being a good mom is this, or did it, you know, I see that kind of stuff. And I just think to myself, you guys, God just loves you and he knows your heart and that's what matters most. And he knows you love your kids and you're, 
I think that we just have to step back for a moment and go, God, thank you that I don't have to do all these things and have a perfect house or, or, um, I don't have to compete. Can I just say that you don't have to compete with anyone out there? It steals your joy and we're called to have joy no matter what. Hey, we have some, we actually have some interesting kind of crazy things going on Mm -hmm. in our life. That happens from time to time. Some persecution, things like that. Yep. And you know what? We have joy. Because mm-hmm. God's let those in things control. Affect us. We have so much joy. I love living in the time we're living right now. Mm-hmm. I still believe we're living in the greatest time in the history of the world. Now, does that mean that things will stay the same? No. Mm-mm. And so, recently I've realized, well, increased persecution. Well, mm-hmm. God will protect us and there will be challenges. Mm-hmm. And does that mean we stop posting? Does that mean we stop um, doing the ministry? No, you know what? It motivates me to do it more. To do it more. To proclaim and, God. And I'll be and honest, I respond a little differently. I tend to get word. a little bit discouraged when there's persecution. And that's why I'm thankful that I have a husband that goes, but hold on a second. You know, and he gets me excited to to continue keeping on, keeping on. And so, um, but I, I'm sharing that with you guys because maybe you relate more to Isaac. Maybe you relate more to me yeah. and that's okay. And there are times where I feel the way Isaac is describing too. That's why we need each other. Yeah, it we're totally is. And we, we complement each other mm-hmm. and, uh, you have strengths I don't have. Mm-hmm. I have strengths you don't have. And when you combine them together without the friction, a lot of times those become friction points in marriage, mm-hmm. but you combine them without the friction. Because How do you, you appreciate do one another. We should maybe do a course on that someday. That would probably be good. We used to do a whole conference on it. But, I, you know, I think that overall, thinking about our RV trip and the things that God's just been kind of teaching both of us, reminding, not teaching. It's not realizing. It's not teaching. It's totally reminding because we realize this all the time. Is that even in our imperfections, God still loves us. Amen. And even in your imperfections, God still loves you. There is and nothing I do on a daily basis so that God loves me more. Mm-hmm. I don't even think like that. You shouldn't think like that either. And okay, can I just say big warning, warning, warning. If this is something that you personally are struggling with and you're struggling to receive God's grace, if you're struggling to receive the love that he has for you that's unconditional, chances are your kids are really probably struggling to also experience that same kind of love from him and that same kind of love from you. And the reason why I say that is because if you can't receive grace from God, how are you going to be able to give something that you can't even accept? You have to be able to go, I screwed up, but now's a new moment. And maybe you have this thing that's kind of secret and you're like, oh God, it's, I, does God still love me because of this thing over here? And it's a lie. And it's disrupting mm-hmm. your relationship with God. It's disrupting your mm-hmm. parenting, your leadership, your marriage, your everything. Do you need to confess that to somebody? Absolutely. That's where healing comes and accountability, accountability. and help. Yeah. But God loves you. You can't let those things steal the joy that you have if you let them tear you down then the enemy is winning now does he want our obedience absolutely because we love him Mm -hmm. i think of john 14 which we've talked about this in the past but john 14 there are four times in chapter 14 in the book of john where jesus says if you love me you will obey my commandments and 
I, I can't help but remember that the, the focus is on the love part, right? Amen. And that God wants us to love him. Yeah. And doing things doesn't tell him that we love him or it doesn't, but it is a fruit of our love, right? Uh. And so when we love God, when we truly love him, that fruit is going to be there. And it should be in your kids too, in the sense of like having loving relationships. Like when you spend time with kids for a long time and you're out in the world, Mm -hmm. people can tell if your relationships are really founded on a deeper unconditional love. That's not performance based. That's not a performance acceptance based, um, where, people can tell right and they'll come to you and they'll they'll say hey it's just such an encouragement to see your family and and I know that for us we have really been encouraged by other people um on the trip who have just reached out to us yeah um and just seen us enjoying our kids and I just want to encourage you guys that yeah there's a lot of hard work that goes into doing a trip like this I mean it's a lot of grocery shopping after grocery shop every day to every two days mm-hmm it's a it, there's a lot of cleaning that's involved there's a lot of all that stuff and it's still not enough and we're not just on vacation we're no. working while we're on vacation mm-hmm. and we're doing ministry and mm-hmm. we're and we're driving and we're driving to the new location which takes a ton of hours yeah okay and stuff. planning it, where we're gonna be next but you know what yeah and we're gonna end this with a challenge to you and then uh i'm gonna take the kids to the pool while you're barbecuing right yeah the plan yep so um tag team is what was the challenge oh Oh, break out of your comfort zone to break out of your comfort zone not allow those things that can be non-eternal to prevent you like your checklist of things that you think you have to have done in order to make a camping trip for example a fun experience don't allow those things to prevent you from actually getting out and doing something fun with your kids we have an amazing country there's all kinds of wherever you live there's things to do mm-hmm. don't just get soured by the news and what's happening in the world god will protect you but yeah. you need to pray do you know every time i drive this big rig i pray a lot yeah and sometimes i get a little fearful and i pray and he takes it away because i'm not to have fear mm-hmm. and he takes care of us and i trust him and, and i act yeah. in faith and at the same time you know what be prepared to be a light and smile if a mask is required somewhere. Yeah. Um, there have been places where I've had to go grocery shopping randomly. And Now we're going to the next episode. So okay. more of this oh. next time. Yeah. But a challenge. Not It doesn't even have to be trip related. Think mm-hmm. of one thing that may be just a one day you guys do something or a half day or a couple hours. What would break you out of your comfort zone and bring more Death. closeness to your family and uh, that kind of thing. And try to do something that's just going to create memories. Fun Amen. memories, you guys. We we just want to encourage you more than anything to enjoy your kids yeah. in the season of life that you're in now because it goes so fast. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and 
the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.